Hey everyone, this is Deepak Patel and welcome to this episode of Cashing Doors Podcast. And in this episode, what I'd like to discuss is the difference between single family and multifamily investing. Here's a big question. How do normal individual people who are looking to invest their hard-earned dollars to create wealth for their families using the power of real estate investing. How do we do that in a manner that creates instant short-term cash flow that you can use for your family but also create long-term appreciation and portfolio growth? That is the question. This podcast gives you the answer. My name is Deepak Patel and welcome to Cashing Doors Podcast where we discuss all things multifamily apartment investing. Here I share secrets what I learned in building a 72 doors cash flow positive portfolio in 18 short months but more importantly all the secrets that I'm learning from other people as we are growing our portfolio. Okay so let's talk about uh, um, a, a question that probably most of the people have when it comes to investing in real estate is investing in single family I think majority of the people that talks about real estate investments or get into real estate investments goes down the path of investing in single family homes right that could be you know independent homes townhouses condominiums or any of that and I don't have a lot of experience with buying a ton of Know, single family homes just because that's one of the limitation that you cannot buy a lot of single family homes unless you really get very advanced in terms of financing and getting mortgages and creativity and things of that nature and for me I like to do because I do real estate part-time I don't do it full-time I like to keep it you know simple I want to have something that is more consistent so let's talk about some of the the key differences between single family investing versus uh, multifamily investing so first of all when I'm referring to single-family investing I'm not talking about your primary home okay that's again not even an investment to be honest the home that you live in it's something that we invest in to live but it doesn't produces any return and even the gain and appreciation that it collects over time just by by being a real estate by itself is not a material gain because you you never get to cash that unless you're downsizing which you know I'm assuming you you don't plan to do right now so we're gonna keep that single uh, the primary home out of this conversation okay so this would be a, a relevant for example if you have money and you're looking to buy real estate and you're probably planning to buy a single-family home or a multi-family home purely as a second home or second property purely for the purpose of investment which is to you know multiply the capital that you are willing to invest okay so that's kind of the the scenario that uh, I want to talk about and then specifically talk about some you know pros and cons of both the approaches so first of all let's just talk about single-family investing right? the biggest challenge I see with single-family investing is you are not going to be able to scale as I mentioned because you know when it comes to scaling it comes down to your ability to buy and banks ability to give you mortgage now if it's a single-family home bank always looks at your personal income as a parameter to determine how much loan 
they are allowing you to carry which means if I'm buying one home and uh, they have you know checked my income when I buy the second home they are going to again check my income and most of the time chances are 99.99% your income is not going to double every single year right that just doesn't happen unless you're in a business or you know you are in some sort of variable job but even I have been in variable job for five six years in a high commission job and yeah you're going to have some great years and it's going to go up but you know it's not guaranteed right the guaranteed income hardly goes up even in sales job the fixed salary that I was getting stayed same for last uh, three or four years well uh, in the same job right my variable change and banks don't look at that so bank would look at an average of three years of your tax return so it's going to be incredibly hard for anybody to show you know 100% growth every year so that the average is higher and continue the trend forever so to me that is not possible which means you're not going to be able to buy you know the amount of real estate that you need uh, and again as I'm saying there are probably advanced strategies like I'm not the expert when it comes to buying single-family home and there probably are you know ways to buy more and I do know people who have bought you know over time three four five six property but I personally don't know anyone that owns like you know 20 single-family properties so that's kind of limitation when it comes to that so if you're looking to just invest in one or two homes then you might be okay like I do know many people who have you know fewer single-family homes or they have many homes but they have been doing it for 20 30 years so it's either fewer homes or it's either you know a long period of time where the, the initial homes that you bought have enough equity now with the growth that they, you're able to pull out the money right and that's obviously the refinancing strategy does work in uh, that but even then let's say that only covers the part of mortgage but when it go when you go back to the bank to get the the 75 percent loan they are going to come back and look at your income so irrespective of how much cash you have from the refinancing you still are going to be constrained by your income and that's the big limitation when it comes to multifamily in the initial stages the bank would look at your income more from a standpoint of guarantee right because they don't trust you you're new to this game and this being a bit of a business type commercial deal bank would like to ensure that you are in a position to take care of uh, you know payments if there was an issue so that happened so it happened to me as well when I started my multifamily journey bank would look at my um, statement luckily I was uh, in a good income uh, bracket at that point so worked out pretty well for me so they would look that look at that initially but as you start to buy more properties the primary thing bank looks at is the income production of the property that you're planning to buy and there is virtually no ceiling right after that if you're able to find good properties that cash flow if you now have a file and a credibility of you know all the properties that you own there is a lot of trust from lot every financial institution and they are going to have no problem lending you money which allows you now to keep buying more and more and more of uh, multi-family properties just because uh, of the income nature of the property so that's the big difference the scaling aspect so you have to go back to your goals and I talked about that in one of my previous uh, podcast you need to define very clear goal of what what you have like I had a goal of getting increased uh, cash flow from my investment in real estate and for that uh, I needed to have not one multifamily but multiple multifamilies 
and there was no other way to do that in single family home so that kind of is a limitation if you go back to the single family home the second limitation or probably more comparison than limitation the single family homes are slightly easier to buy uh, fine and buy and the whole process multifamily is slightly more complex it's a little bit more longer cycle single family homes have very low cost of buying in terms of any compliance cost or things of that nature when it comes to multifamily there's more cost so for example in multifamily if you have a mortgage broker you will pay the the broker from your pocket if you uh, you will have to pay for appraisal that the bank needs you also have to pay an application fee to the bank and then obviously you pay for the inspection uh, that you have to do on a multifamily or it's not mandatory but obviously it's advisable to do and of course the legal fee which is common in um, single family home as well so these are like the major fees that you have to uh, pay uh, when it comes to buying you know uh, a real estate like that so that's kind of the other aspect of it uh, in terms of selling and getting out or the exiting aspect, I think it's easier in my view, depending upon obviously the market uh, for single family homes. It's easier to sell single family homes. There's always a demand for people. More people are buying single family obviously than multifamily. There's bigger inventory of single family homes. So it's easier to sell and exit and cash out. Multifamily may take slightly longer. However, these days, in North America, in Canada and the US. I was speaking with somebody yesterday and they were telling me that, you know, the multifamily deals in the United States are going overnight. Like as soon as they hit the market, they are sold. And even in Canada, I think they are much faster. The deals that I bought, they were not there for a very long time. Now, they still do sit for the typical time frame to sell a multifamily in Canada at least is about, uh, could be anywhere from three to four or six months, right? Uh, if you want to get a good offer, if you want to find the right buyer, if you want to just liquidate and get, you know, uh, not much money, then you can still sell fast. And, and the deal can go even faster than a week. Um, I've seen some deal that literally got two or three offers within a week that was not even a good deal from my perspective on cash flow, but they got sold. And that does happen. So it could go fast, but from from a... You know, if you, if you look at the historical and, and on an average perspective, multifamily is slower to sell because there are fewer buyers, if you understand, and, you know, they are kind of business people. So that's another cons, if you will, if that is a criteria for you to exit and get your money. But if you are an investor for a long time, a patient investor um, looking at the short and long term, then you probably should not have a desperate need to sell. You should be able to cash flow the property and put up in the market and take the good offer and not really settle for any bad offers. If you are like that, then you should really have no problem. But that's another you know, aspect of uh, single versus multifamily. The other you know, issue that you run into single family is that you know, if you have vacancy, then you are going to be in bigger trouble because your payments are going to be dependent on one person. And uh, it may be a little higher, uh, harder to rent the units because single family homes are slightly more expensive in terms of rentals and they compete with all the apartments. So for you to attract people, you know, you're going to have a smaller pool of people. Apartments are incredibly easy to rent. Of course, the process could still be um, extra work on your part, but in general, from a market standpoint, people are looking for apartment rental in fact it's becoming for you know millennials and baby boomer two of the significant demographics out there it's a very very desired you know way of living which is uh, apartment 
uh, or condominium lifestyle if you will so that's a huge demand so renting wise you know it's easier the cost if you have multiple units the cost pressure on you as an owner is much lesser if you have one or two vacant unit versus single family where you have pretty much 100% of the cost that you bear talking about maintenance multifamily you know because it's one roof for x number of units versus a single roof it's much easier to manage and maintain the cost is lower because it's divided in single family home if you had 10 homes and equivalent to 10 units if you will then you have 10 things to fix 10 things will break not can it will break people will use your property things do get old and it will break so maintenance a bit of a nightmare single family versus multi-family where it's not that much of a problem you can process the whole thing and uh, you know it's easier to do that so those are like few major differences that i wanted to share in this podcast and there might be few other things that uh, you know you might want to consider but at a high level you know for me it came down to scaling getting consistent cash flow uh, creating a business operations around it and um, centralized management uh, team centralized maintenance team you know ability to scale with the bank in the long term so if i fast forward like you know five ten years journey you know i might be owning few hundred units and that business probably is going to produce over a million dollar in revenue not rent uh, rent collection not net profit but it still could produce you know few hundred thousand dollars of net cash flow which would be an amazing position to be in and that's kind of the position that we want to get to and we know that that business is going to be indestructible and for a long time to come people will need to live in a property they will always be paying us rent so that fundamentals we don't expect to change in my lifetime or even my children's lifetime so i think i'm building a very long-term consistent business with single family homes it's very market dependent you don't know what the the housing crash is going to lead to imagine like you know you owning 10 units and uh, i was talking to i was listening to some uh, one of the big guys in in uh, you know uh, there are many big people in the united states who owns a lot of properties and i was you know listening to one of this coach uh who i believe owned like 2000 units at one point and they were all single family homes smaller properties in different places and when 2008 hit you know he was in big trouble and uh, later on he got rid of all the 2000 units just because of that problem and then now he invests in, in multifamily so from a bigger game perspective people have tried and tested the single family scale that as much as they can and then they went to multifamily route so again if you want more if you're looking for long-term consistency scale multifamily is the uh, uh, you know way to go compared to single family so with that said thanks a lot for tuning in hope this was helpful and I look forward to speaking with you in the next podcast. Thank you. Interested in learning more about multifamily investing? Then go to my site cashingdoors.com and get a free masterclass or a free course and many other useful resources that will help you begin your multifamily journey.